Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another edition of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, I am Brent Smith. As always, I am joined by Mr. Jacob Kingsley. How's it going? <laughs> and it's pretty good, Jacob. How are you? Thanks. I'm doing well. Uh, Glad to hear it. Um, and today, our special guest, as we always like to have other people on here with us, um, we have a gentleman named Michael Miller. A gentleman, indeed. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate being called special. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, anyway, Michael and I go way back. Uh, we actually both went to Blanchester together and um, graduated together, all that good stuff. Um, have kept in touch a little bit over the years, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so, Michael, if you would fill us in kind of on you know what you've done with your life, where you are. Well, I think the fact that I'm sitting here with a seminary book that has red Kool-Aid stained all over it, <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much, that's what I am. Uh, I'm a student um, and I'm a dad. I'm a, I like to say that I'm a, a father of two and a husband of one, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I love Jesus and, and I love the scriptures and, and I and I do the seminary thing. And as far as professionally, uh, I've been in the military for 20 years and I'm going to retire here in about a month. Oh, nice. So Congratulations. I, I, and I've been a chaplain assistant. So this has kind mm-hmm. of been, ministry has been my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, one of the big things I remember about you, even back in high school and in junior high, Michael always had a Bible with him. <laughs> always. <laughs> and in high school and junior high, that isn't the best thing when it comes to people and their interactions with you, you know. I know I know that you took a lot of flack for that. So yeah. I commend you for sticking with that anyway, you know. Thanks. That was your calling and your passion. I remember you saying that a long time ago. And um, to find out that you're still doing that and to see you um, have committed your life to that, I really commend mm-hmm. you for that. That's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, we are going to get into today's chapter. Today's chapter is Ephesians chapter 1, um, and we're also going to do a little bit of a recap of Galatians, which we just got through, because from the last podcast to now, um, if you're reading on the timeline that we are, we have read through Galatians, and now we fall on Ephesians 1, so we would have completely bypassed Galatians, so we were going to go back through and touch on that a little bit. But to go ahead and get started um, with Ephesians here, Ephesians chapter 1, we are going to do as we always do. We're in the ESV version of the Bible, um, and we are going to do the SOAP method. Um, Jacob, do you want to explain SOAP today? SOAP, it's important for hygiene. Um, (laughs) Also, the SOAP that we're referring to, so it's an acronym. Um, S stands for Scripture, so we're just going to go through and read our chapter today. I almost forgot how to spell soap. Um, <laughs> o stands stands for observations. We're gonna go through and just you know talk about what stood out to us. What did we think impacted us? Did we notice anything out of the ordinary? Anything really confusing? Then we're gonna go to application. We're gonna say, okay, what is this chapter saying about God? About who we are in terms of God, and how do we make it applicable to our life? And then we're gonna end with the P prayer. All right, sounds like a plan. <laughs> no, it's another, prayer. Another, it is prayer. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you for joining us today, and we are always happy to have you here. So we'll go ahead and get into the chapter now. Um, Michael, will you go ahead and start us, please, and then we'll just go. Uh, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. 
He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the richness of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places? Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So that's the end of the chapter for today. Um, and before we get into running through the soap method with that, um, I wanted to, like we touched on before, uh, touch on Galatians, kind of do a little bit of a recap. Mm -hmm. um, so I will actually hand that over to Michael and Jacob here to uh, run us through that a little bit if you guys want to want to take them on the journey through Galatians yeah. real quick journey. So, um, <laughs> so I, I was reading through Galatians as we all were and, um, looked at a little bit of the context and something that's going on that Paul obviously does this missionary trip to Galatia, which is like Turkey for us today and more Southern Galatia. So he's talking to these different churches and planting churches and such in Galatia. And then, um, once all this missionary trip is, or, or journey is through, the next thing he does is he's going to go to this this council in Jerusalem. And what's funny is that in this council in Jerusalem, they're talking about the very things that Paul was talking about in Galatia, which is the gospel. Mm -hmm. Paul's preaching a gospel that's controversial, especially to Jews, because he's saying you don't have to convert to Judaism mm -hmm. uh, to become a Christian. You don't have to be circumcised. And, you know, James and, and Peter and the boys are like, what? <laughs> are you serious? So, so yeah, so in and, and this... Council in Jerusalem, um, you know, this is the argument that Paul and Barnabas are putting forth. So Paul, on his way to Jerusalem, um, pauses probably in Antioch, and, and, and he discusses, you know, or not discusses, he writes his book of Galatians. So, and, he, and he's talking about how, you know, unity and, and, and how, you know, um, how we don't have to be Jews, basically, like, like mm -hmm. I said. So, anyway, so... The contrast here 
is Ephesians. Ephesians is written like 12 years later, okay? And and it's written obviously by the same author, by Paul. But though he's talking about some of the same things, it's more of a circular letter. Um, it's it, you know at this point Paul's letters are being circulated. Paul knows this, so he's he's purposely addressing, you know, all the churches in, in, in opposition to you know Galatians, where it's his first letter and he's writing to you know, for to a specific audience for specific reasons. And we've seen that in First and Second Corinthians as well. Mm. But by the time we get to Ephesians, Paul's really writing to everybody, and we see that he's writing to everybody with this topic of unity. Mm-hmm. So unity is a big topic in Ephesians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would that work for a, a mm-hmm. quick a quick yeah, rundown? I think mm-hmm. so. Um, and I will say, too, I did notice in reading Ephesians 1 here that um, I don't know if it's because he's writing, knowing that his letters are in circulation and that a lot more people are going to read him now, but his writing is like, beautiful like the way that mm-hmm. he speaks in in this <clears throat> passage in this in this chapter is just really pretty like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's nice to listen to you know mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a different than in galatians yeah because right. galatians he's got a bit of a, a darker tone so it's, <laughs> may, maybe he grew up a little bit in 12 years maybe. i don't know well, i hope so <laughs> no seriously because I, right? I mean you think about the first and second corinthians too and there are parts where he's like overly sarcastic to try mm-hmm. and get his point across and that doesn't negate the truth, but you see that Paul is a person and he does mature. You look at anybody who would be in ministry or teaching or just in their job and they learn how to communicate better. They learn how to mm-hmm. talk to people and, and get them to see the truth behind it. And so I think we do see some of Paul learning how to present the gospel sure. better. God God allows us to, uh, or not us, allows the, the, the Bible authors to retain their personality in Scripture. So that's an interesting thing we see in Scripture is that that though God has inspired it, you know, Paul still gets to be you know who Paul is, mm-hmm. and, and we do get to see some of his growth. Mm-hmm. And just uh, one quick thought on Galatians, you know, Michael, that was some great insight. And if you're still like, what was Galatians about? Like I read it and I don't understand. Paul is just talking to these people that are getting told that in order to be saved, they have to have Jesus plus something else. Right. And Paul is saying, you just need Jesus. So that's very applicable today because we still have people trying to tell us, you need Jesus plus going to church. You need Jesus plus, you know, giving 10% to the church, all these different things. And Paul is adamant, you just need Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's Galatians. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da. Moving on. (laughs) It is cool to see themes, though, like even this conversation talking about um, one about you know, just needing Jesus and talking mm-hmm. about what you really need and what you don't, um, but also about unity. Like even um, just in conversations that a conversation I had yesterday, there was someone that started coming here to this church, um, to this building, and I put emphasis on building because he and I talked about once again how the church is the people; it's not the building. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think it's funny that you just kind of brought up, you know, what do you need and what do you not, and mm-hmm. um, but then also having the conversation about unity. You know, I, I, I just, it's so funny yeah. to me, like the way that things come up in, in relation to each other and the way that God speaks and um, moves, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting thing that you brought up since we're into Ephesians. Uh, a difference that we see in Ephesians, why I said this is probably a circular letter, and Paul was knowing that in his writing, is uh, the words that he uses. Um, when, he, when he uses, um, when we see church in Ephesians, He's talking about the church, mm-hmm. as I spill water. <laughs> but he's talking about the church, not not just 
you know, the, the Galatian church or the Philippian church. He's, he's, he uses, which is somewhat unique here. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. So in, in chapter one, um, I think just for the, the overall understanding, there are two main words um, that are repeated a couple times that maybe may give some, some cause for confusion for the listeners and for us sitting in this room, um, just for everybody else's uh, <laughs> benefit, not my own for sure. No, but uh, <laughs> Michael, the the two big words, predestined and mm-hmm. inheritance, tackle one of those for us and Ouch. kind of explain what, <laughs> why is Paul using it and what does he mean? Uh, they, they, they're similar. Um, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll talk with predestined. Um, an interesting thing with, with God is he knows a lot, yeah. right? Um, and, and regardless of, <laughs> of what you think about God's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever you think about God's um, knowledge of the, of the future and how that works, we, we know that God knows everything that you could possibly know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it comes to uh, those who are going to have a relationship with him, he already knows and that's the difficult thing because um, you get into a conversation about free will. Mm-hmm. Just because you know someone's going to do something doesn't negate their free will. Mm-hmm. God, God can't help knowing what He knows. So, right. that, I think that's kind of how Paul, you know, tackles that kind of issue. He uses the word predestined that they were destined, you know, to mm-hmm. do this. So, right. it's difficult for us to wrap our heads around that. I mean, what would you do if you knew everything? Yeah, you know, but yet you want to give people, you know, their choice, right? Yeah. Well, and I think uh, with this, just the term predestined, there are probably two sides of the coin. One, you may have never heard of it before, and you're like, yeah. "What in the world is that?" That's a big church word. And for some of you, you hear it and you think of the theologies that surround it, and oh, is God just sending people to heaven and sending people to hell right. without any choice? And I mean, unless the conversation goes this way, I think. The important thing, unless you have a ton of time and you want to, you know, research it, the important thing is not to nail that down because that's not the cornerstone of your salvation. What ultimately, regardless of what you specifically believe that word to mean, God is intentional. God is in charge Mm -hmm. and, and God is pursuing humanity, whether he just knows and he's making a way or whether he is choosing Right. On on either side of that coin, God is pursuing humanity. I still don't think, well, I don't think that God is like a Sith Lord <laughs> that is <laughs> back there saying, fulfill your destiny. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's what was right. going on here. Uh, and keep in mind what Paul is really talking about in the, in chapter one, you know, as we progress through it, is the power of God a bit, mm-hmm. um, especially towards you know as we're as we're in this observation piece towards um, the the bottom half of this chapter. Um, you know, Paul's really talking about the power that we have in Christ. Yeah. So, so he's framing it by talking about the power of God because we can't have power in Christ um, if if Christ doesn't have power. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, due to the fact that 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 God is all powerful, and, and and he's talking about, you know, how God knows your destiny, God knows everything, God is powerful. You know, and then we and we're tied to that. Yeah. So I, I think. I think that we have to look. Let the point be the point, mm-hmm. and I think the point here is that is that God's all powerful, and we're tied into that power. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a, a huge part of this chapter one, as you know, you were talking about how he's writing to the big picture church. 
he wants them to know their identity yes in christ and and that's my favorite part um of this whole chapter there are so many individual verses that you can pull out but even altogether as a whole thought they are so much more powerful of reminding myself of who am i because of that power in christ who Mm -hmm. am i because i now have a relationship with god what is true of me and so there are so many different ones and just one of them in verse 11 it says in him we have an obtained an inheritance. And so that was the second word. What what is he talking about as this this word inheritance? Is it the same thing that we think of that families have inheritance? What what's going on there? Well, a part, part of that is the ver- is verse 19. Because mm-hmm. he talks about inheritance in several times. But like in verse 18, you know, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which uh, he has called you. Uh, that are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, mm-hmm. um, and what is immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. So again, he starts talking about about power. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess this inheritance thing uh, it goes a couple different ways. And, and by the way, this is a theme I believe in Scripture. Um, a lot of times when we see things, we think of it just about the afterlife. Sometimes Christians, I think mm-hmm. we we tend to think like, you know, this life doesn't matter. Heaven's the only thing that matters. No, Jesus is really calling us to to live this life, yeah. not not just wait for later, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think Paul is talking about this as well with, with this word inheritance, that we not only have this heaven and rewards in heaven as an inheritance, there, there are also things that we have inherited as Christians. Mm-hmm. And this Holy Spirit thing <laughs> is something that we've inherited, and I think yeah. sometimes we miss that. Mm-hmm. But we have great power in the Holy Spirit because God is powerful, yeah. So I think this inheritance is both ways. It's, it's both rewards in heaven that we all we're all happy and ready for, right? But but it's also the fact that we have the Holy Spirit, and not just power, because again, Paul's talking a lot about power here. Mm-hmm. But comfort, um, you know, love, uh, you know, patience. There, there, there's a lot that the Holy Spirit does for us, and I think that's part of our inheritance as Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be totally wrong on this because I've. I mean, I haven't written a will, and thankfully nobody too close to me has, has passed away, and I haven't had to deal with a will, but you can write something, but it's like a, there are certain things that have to make it official to where you can count on it. I don't know if you have to take it to a lawyer or a notary or whatever. I'm totally ignorant on that, <laughs> but that there's something different than just a piece of paper with writing on it. There's a certain measure of it's official, it's guaranteed, and so when my favorite parts in here, just as an observation, as he says, we were given the Holy Spirit as that seal. Mm-hmm. Seals back in the day, not a, or, 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 not one of those <laughs> seals. Uh, it's just a what, big old, what was that again? Or, or, or. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit is not a seal. Um, but, you know, they would have letters and they would put their stamp, their seal on it in wax. So that way you knew if it was broken, it had already been opened and could have been tampered with. But if that seal was intact, you were good. You knew you were getting the authentic whatever it was. And so this Holy Spirit is that guarantee for our salvation, that the power that the Christ gave us, that he promised that we saw as we were reading through Acts, is that guarantee for this inheritance that is to come. Brent, I got sidetracked when he did the seal thing. I can, all I can think of is, is baby seals now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Going back to the... Um, 
predestined part as well. Does that, I mean, you know, I'm a lot less learned in this stuff than you guys are, but um, I know some things that I've read, it talks about like, um, isn't there the book of life and then there's the book of the lamb? I'll I mean, pass that one to Jacob. <laughs> depending. Because from some of the stuff that I've read before, it seemed like the book of life is everyone who will ever be born. The book of the Lamb is everyone who is sealed, who is in him. Um, so I don't know. I Just thinking about that kind of stuff when you guys were talking about being predestined made me also think about how for God, as far as we know, time doesn't exist. He's, he's present in all times all the time. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just maybe a way for it to be a little more simple for people to understand the predestiny without him having any say in it and enforcing your will and taking away your free will, knowing that he already knows the end and he knows who's going to be in the book of the Lamb at the end and he knows if your name's in there or not. But that doesn't mean that between now and then in your life you don't have the ability to choose and make it happen. It's just that he's already been to the end and seen what you chose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's probably a good explanation of it. it I'm going to be honest. This this part is, we're not going to solve it. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm not trying to solve it. For you, but I'm trying I'm to not, help people come understand. On. <laughs> well, and I'm not <laughs> suggesting that we are, but uh, this is something that, that the great theologians mm-hmm. um, all debate. And, and it's funny to me with seminary and how, and how it works that everybody thinks that they're right, and they'll, they'll write a book, and, and they'll explain this stuff in great detail. And you read it, and you're like, eh. <laughs> you know, and you read that on, on all sides. You know, everybody's yeah. got an opinion on mm-hmm. it. And the, the truth of the matter is, and, and I think that again, the point is the point. Mm-hmm. Paul over and over and over and over talks about um, faith, about about believing in Jesus, and, and that and that we are justified by faith through the grace of God, whether. How that God knew about this before, or, or or whatever, we can get so like like Jacob was saying, we can get so wrapped up in that mm-hmm. that we miss the point. The point is faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. the grace of Christ. You know that's that's the point. Uh, and and I, and I fear sometimes that we get too wrapped around the axle about predestination, double predestination, oh you know, free will. <laughs> yeah. Th- these are, these are fun Facebook conversations, but sometimes, or sometimes yeah. are, there ever really, so are there ever really any <laughs> fun Facebook conversations no, anymore? Not anymore, <laughs> but no, for real. I, I, th- I think, I think, um, I think we, we could focus on the point with it because if you, if you try to get stuck on, on des- predestination, you're going to be stuck until you die. Right? Sure. So I guess the the best answer that I have is I don't have an answer. <laughs> right. I think I absolutely agree with what you're saying, Michael. And I think uh, at the end of the day, predestination is not something that we should look at God and say, oh, he's scary and he decided everything for us. And what am I doing now? We We are not God's puppets. He hasn't programmed us, wound us up like a toy, you know, robot. And we're just walking in place and doing every single little thing that God said we would do. Mm. Obviously we should follow the will of God and do what he desires for us to do. But we, God is not a master puppeteer who just, (laughs) you know, with his little fingers controls everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That even if God did choose, um, as some interpret this, we, we still oddly maybe have a choice. So it's this confusing (laughs) thing that, 
like Michael was saying, different great theologians, people who deeply love Jesus and know the scriptures inside and out will disagree on this. And so I don't dare stand and say this is how it is. Growing up in you know, high school, I, I quotations knew what was going on. And oh, I look yeah. back, I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> the, the verse after he, he talks about predestination, or a couple verses after, we're talking like verse 7. It kind of talks why. You know, in him we have redemption through his blood, through the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the richness of his grace. Right? It, it, mm-hmm. it, this is good news, right. which we lavished upon us in all wisdom and sight, uh, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose. You know, it, verse 10, as a plan for the fullness of, of, of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we might get stuck on the predestination, bad news sounding stuff that we can't quite figure out right now, but the other part's really good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. It's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and going back to this identity of who we are is, you know, just looking, going down through verse three and beyond, we are blessed mm-hmm. that now as this relationship in, in, with Christ, we are chosen by him that we should be holy and blameless um we are loved we're adopted by him um all of these different things that you know satan tries to come and make something that isn't the point the main point that we yes. can disagree and quabble over at the end of the day regardless if you have that relationship with god you are those things that nothing can take that away from you because we learn later we have a guarantee we have that seal of the holy spirit and so when the lies of Satan come, when the divisiveness, this is what we need to remember is this identity of anybody that is a believer, anybody that is in the large-scale church, this is their identity. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's where the, this book goes, um, or a, a letter, Ephesians, where it goes, because it starts off with the seated in Christ, this identity, mm-hmm. this who you are, where you sit, who you are, and it moves on uh, in later chapters to walking with Christ mm-hmm. and even standing for Christ, and, and and of course, I have some more practical you know stuff at the end, but yeah, for us, I think that I think that makes sense how Paul organized this because we have to know our identity before we can do anything. Mm-hmm. It's you know growing up. It's tough to figure out your purpose in life and, and, and who you're going to be and what you're going to do before you figure out who you are, mm-hmm. you know, figure out your calling, so to speak. And, and I think that's, that's kind of important when you re- look at this chapters. This is our identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And if we have this, uh, this identity, then we can move. Yeah. I think that gets into the application. I think we've been touching on it for a yeah. while. Sorry we didn't announce it, listeners, but <laughs> um, kind of move from observations into application all in one fell swoop, but being sure of that identity and, and mm-hmm. living in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I touched on it a few times in the last, at least in the last podcast that we did, but what a great way to start the year mm-hmm. as well, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, with, with Brent as, as a worship leader, this stuff is good stuff. Hmm. I think an application here is, um, I know in my life, I should praise the Lord more, okay. you know, because, uh, man, he is awesome. He is powerful. He has blessed me. He's blessed all of us. And, uh, you know, I know that we get this special thing on, on Sunday morning where we have the corporate worship, but we should be praising the Lord even more, you know, with um, with our prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I want to say raise your hand if because I feel like I'm preaching, but like, <laughs> but like for real, I mean, think about how many how many of us when we start our prayers. Now, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. And Lord, would you just bless? Would you just bless? Lord, would you just bless? Would you please help me with? Would you just bless? And we, and we ask God to do a bunch of stuff for us. Mm-hmm. How often do we pause and just praise God? Mm-hmm. And when we read this kind of chapter, I think that's a great application is seeing how awesome God is. Maybe we should yeah. spend time and praise him because it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I'm married. Thank God that she, that she accepted <laughs> me. Right. And, and sometimes you got to tell your wife how, how thankful and how great she is. I mean, do you just ask your wife to do stuff? You know, I'm going to stop preaching. Yeah. Take a break. <laughs> Too close to drink, home. Yeah, drink some water. <laughs> yeah, it probably wouldn't go over very well. No, I think that that's great. And you see Paul doing that in verses 15 and 16 and 17 and all down from there, <laughs> yeah. really. It's yeah. one sentence. You pointed that out earlier, Michael. Yeah. Um, but he's like, I don't cease to give thanks. Like, it'd be crazy to in like a good way to walk in here on a Sunday morning and we look around and we see, wow. God saved that person and his power lives in him. God saved that person and his power lives in her. This is incredible. Like never ceasing to give thanks for what God is doing in people's yeah. lives. That is a totally different mindset than praying for needs, than yeah. looking at how we think we aren't blessed. You know, looking at maybe a spiritual gift that God hasn't given us, but has given somebody else. What if we prayed because we wanted to express our thankfulness. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we touched on that in, in one of the last podcasts as well. I think uh, Phil, Pastor Phil was talking about um, living in and focusing on the positives of things instead mm-hmm. of the negatives of things. But also I wanted to touch too on, um, you know, you talk about um, what we just talked about with um, the reason that we're doing this podcast, the reason that we're doing this chapter a day movement is because our desire is for people to come in on Sunday Mm-hmm. Where a lot of times people come in on Sunday and they're just empty from the week mm-hmm. and they come here to get filled up and you're focusing on the negatives and you're focusing on all these things and you're needing something from God to get filled up when you come in here from him. Mm-hmm. But what if we get in the word every day and what if we do this podcast? What if we listen to a podcast and get filled up throughout the week by um, turning on worship music, listen, you know, reading, having conversations with our brothers and sisters and we're already filled up when we get here to the point of overflow so that when we come in, we don't need anything. We're yeah. not asking God for something. We're praising him because we're already filled up and it's just blowing the roof off of this place mm-hmm. you know yeah. that that is the the desire and and the purpose behind us doing this movement so um Absolutely. i think that's kind of a cool way to tie into that you know mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it's been a while since we touched on that and um just as a reminder you know even to me um speaking that out i was like yeah that's why we're doing this yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's also why it's good um when you're doing bible reading plans uh, you know to to mix the old testament and the new testament as you go through, because I made a mistake last year. You know, now it's 2018, I can fix it, right? <laughs> 2018. But, but in 2017, as I was reading through the Bible, you know, I, I just kind of went chronologically, and I just was going through the Old Testament. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be really honest. I sunk into depression. Hmm. Because, like, when you're in the middle of Isaiah, and it's like <laughs> 60 chapters worth of, you guys are terrible, and I'm going to punish you all. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it, it gets it, it gets depressing. But, but then... 
if you mix in the right stuff, like you read this this chapter in, in Ephesians and you see, man, you know, there's a lot of good stuff, all the power of, of, of God and, and through the Holy Spirit that, that what we can hang on to and just how good God is and how he saved us and what he, you know, his, the sacrifices he's made for us. That's good stuff. And, and, you know, it can bring you up instead of, you know, mm-hmm. making you kind of maybe depressed from, <laughs> from Isaiah, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> There's good stuff in Isaiah 2, mm-hmm. Prince. Sure, okay. <laughs> sure. Come on. <laughs> I saw you said, you know, uh, 2018 is going to be your year. I saw something the other day that it was like the day after New Year's, and it was a little meme on Facebook, and it said, well, I screwed up already. 2019 is <laughs> definitely going to be my year. <laughs> wow, 2019. What a year. Well, maybe, maybe, this, maybe 2018 could be, you know, the, the year that we look at things more positively. And I think that's another application we can get from this. Yeah, is, is, absolutely. Because if you look at this, you know, Paul really, he, he starts off, he's in such a good mood. <laughs> like I said, in, in opposition to like Galatians, especially chapter five of Galatians, you know, Paul's in a good mood and, and, and he's he's praising these people. He, he's he's praising the Lord. Um, he's talking about, you know, all the all the good things that we have in Christ. And it's, it's, uh, it's and, and he actually has a Thanksgiving and prayer at the mm-hmm. end of this chapter, mm-hmm. and maybe we can learn from him a little bit. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. we can all take a little positivity with us, mm-hmm. right, Jacob? Absolutely, <laughs> I need more of that. I do. Um, so, just thinking about prayer and positivity, I think it'd be great to end on that note. Yeah. Michael Brent, that was nice. How that that you see that seamless transition nice that he did segue. there? That was good. Yeah. We call that a segue here in the radio business. Nice. <laughs> We're all mall cops. <laughs> <laughs> that actually took me a second. You know? <laughs> but uh, would one of you like to, to close this out in prayer? Would you please, since, yeah, sure. since we've never had you here with us sure, before? I'll pray for us. Thank you. All right, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, uh, first off, we do want to thank you. and We do want to praise you um, for how wonderful and how powerful and gracious and loving and, and merciful that you are. And uh, Lord, I thank you for saving me. And uh, and Lord, as we continue to read through the Bible a chapter a day, I ask that you would just uh, grant us uh, your Holy Spirit's wisdom and help us to understand these things and uh, to apply it to our lives. Maybe we can do the, the soap method in our in our own life. Uh, Lord, I thank you for, for Jacob and Brent, and I ask that you would bless their ministries and, uh, and bless this church and bless all those that are listening on the podcast. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you for joining us today. It's been my pleasure. I'm sorry for preaching. No, no, no not a problem at all, man. Great. Uh, great conversation. Anytime you want to come back, just let us know. It'll be my pleasure. Uh, all right. Well, um, that will wrap it up for this week. Jacob, did you have anything else to add before we get out of here? I did not. All right. Any more segue jokes or no, anything? Nothing. No? I'm, I'm plumb out. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, um, this is the Weekly Impact Podcast for Elevation Church here in Blanchester, Ohio. And um, we will catch you guys next week. 